Hey, welcome back to Conversations in the Round. I've got Justin Bradshaw here. I've got Kareen Evans here, who I'll introduce a little bit more in a second. We got Chris Kelly here. And uh, we're going to get a little bit different than what we've been doing the last few weeks because the Rooted series, we were reintroducing new content, even in the conversation in the round. And we're back to sermon and then kind of diving into the past sermon a little deeper. So that's what we're doing today. You watched last week's sermon uh, about dinner with Jesus. We're going to dive into that a little bit deeper. Before I do that, though, uh, many of you uh, got hold of or were sent and received in some form or fashion a video that I did, <laughs> uh, which was pretty raw, right? I, I just did it at my desk. We didn't do any production on it. And I thought it was going to be just, you know, a, a trial. <laughs> but we decided to send it out because what we understand is you need that kind of information. You need to see, you know, peek behind the curtain and see what's really going on, which you know you can do on an almost daily basis, seven minutes each time with my ReChurch podcast. Honestly, I've, I've done like 93 podcasts, which is, I've never done anything to that degree we have, we 93 times in my life, <laughs> with the exception of messages. But uh, we're, we're, I'm being silly here, but I'm telling you, that is the best way to keep up with what's going on because I'm, I'm basically just hitting what's on our minds as a team every other day, pretty much. So uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to just re-hit some of the content from the video because we've had lots of good feedback, really tons of good Good fee- it's all good feedback, every, every piece of it, but there does seem to be some clarity. Maybe you just need to hear it said again. So I wanted to hit a couple points here about that video, and then I'd enjoy y'all's, you know, chime in when I get done here. Okay, so number one, <clears throat> we are working real, real hard to be a church that is responsive, that is listening, that is prayerful. We think about the, um, the Israelites' um, leaving Egypt, and Moses is leading them into the desert, and what could have been a week or a two-week journey from point A to point B, the promised land, took 40 years. They weren't lost. It's a common misunderstanding. They were learning to follow Jesus. They were learning to follow the voice of God. They were learning to let the Spirit lead. That means you stay in one place for a day or a week or a year or two years, however long Jesus once you there, have a long God says, right? So we're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to move at a pace that allows us the ability to be agile and go where God wants. So keep praying. We're moving forward. We're trying to move forward slowly. Um, remember, no matter what we do, what we want to hold tightly to is Jesus. What we want to, what we want to, what we want to be focused on is the mission that God's given us. What we want to hold loosely to are the strategies that we come up to accomplish both of those things. To be the church is to hold tightly to Jesus, is to listen to God, is to let the Spirit lead us. Uh, Everything else is up for grabs. What is the most effective means to care for the church and to reach others? So that's what we're going to do. There's our our context, okay? So here's some of the specifics. Uh, No, I'm not resigning, (laughs) nor am I retiring. When I said, I don't want to go back, what that means is I have a call on my life, like many Christians do, to follow Jesus forward. And I'm committed to following him wherever he takes us. And usually, God does things differently in the future than he does them in the past. Only one army of God circled around a city seven times and the walls fell. Never did it again. Uh, When he asked Moses to hit the rock to get the water, he did. The next time he hit the rock, he was punished. It's like we have got to listen to God and move forward. So when I say I want to go back, it means I am committed to what Jesus is leading us into in the future. We imagine that it's different, and I really want to be on the gospel's edge doing exactly what God calls us to do. So that's where I want to be. Stay in groups. Stay together in your groups. These have been an an amazing connection point for the church, more than I could have imagined. Uh, No matter how you meet, in person or Zoom or however that maps out, 
Uh, keep living missionally. These are the big. These are big things for church, right? This is church group dynamics, missional living, and engaging with our city and our partners in our local communities and our, the greater city of Columbus. And then finally, let me be clear about this: we are searching for permanent space in the northwest quadrant of um, the city in order to move into the direction of meeting regularly as a church and eventually weekly again. I, I would not be surprised if that's where we end up. Again, how fast? I don't know. We're trying to go as quick as we can. We would love to be able to be uh, somewhere in, in the northwest in addition to the north central facility uh, sometime this summer. That'd be great. And so that's where we're headed. We're looking for that. So be praying, be praying for that and uh, look forward to more and more gathering spaces on Sunday as we, as we move forward. Is that, how was that? It was great. Was that Good. okay? It's all right. Yep. It's all right. <laughs> do it better. What, what, what do you think? No, well, no, no, no. How, how would not, you add to it? Well, I mean, I, I, I do have thoughts, but I would, I would like to defer to our guests. Yeah, oh, I should introduce First. Kareem. This yeah. is Kareem Evans. Let me, let me get that. What? Yeah, that's good. This is Kareen. Uh, she's on our board. She's been a part of this for a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. We've known her for years. She's leading in the kids' community space now. Yeah. Recently retired middle school principal. Yes, sir. Uh, we couldn't be happier to have Kareen a part mm -hmm. of our board and a part of our ministry team and a part of this church, her along with Randy. She's got three grown kids, mm -hmm. some grandkids, the whole nine yards. All that. Uh, you've, been, you've been awesome. Well. Super timely, so thank you. I um, feel very blessed to be in this space and am very excited to be serving God yeah. in where I'm at right now. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. So I really am. Think? I really was. I'm uh, convicted by the staying groups piece. I just really find that extremely important. Um, and it, you know, wherever the groups are, we've got to be in community with each other. And so that part of the message really was mm -hmm. very impactful mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. We all have different traditions on what it means to gather. Mm -hmm. You know, some, some of us have grown up in churches where it was three times a week, Sunday morning, mm -hmm. Sunday night, Wednesday, Wednesday mm -hmm. evening. Mm -hmm. um, some of us have been house church situations, mm -hmm. big church, mega church. Mm -hmm. All those things are important. Mm -hmm. We know, we know from, our, from experience that no matter what the big groups will look like, the most significant connection almost always comes through a smaller group of committed Absolutely. friends that are aware and, of what's happening in our lives and challenging us and encouraging us through it. And uh, regardless of the day, doesn't matter what day it is. If you're in, if you're in community with somebody that um, you, know, you have a relationship with, it's gonna, be, it's gonna end up being a good thing yeah. for everybody. Good work. So. What would you add to those things? Anything in particular? Well, I've, as worship leaders, we've been um, reading a book very, very slowly. <laughs> we Sometimes start, that's the best way. <laughs> uh, because every time we get together, we are posturing ourselves in such a way that we uh, are kind of asking God, okay, what do you want to do tonight? And sometimes it means we get to the book, and sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we have been reading this book. It's called How to Worship a King by Zach Nisi. Everybody pick it up. Zach Nisi. Zach Nisi, yeah. Um, and, man, it has just been flipping our idea of how to worship, how to give God the worship he deserves, kind of upside down. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, for me in particular, I was kind of got hung up, I don't know, two chapters ago, on this idea of how we have designed church around the model of the Reformation instead of the model of the gospel. Mm. Mm. And so I think when, when we talk about going back, or we don't want to go back, uh, we don't want to go back to the thing that we did before because just because we know how to do that. Mm -hmm. We want to do whatever's next. Mm -hmm. We want to worship God in the way that he wants us to worship. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's Probably, it, there may be some elements of uh, what we've always done, mm -hmm. uh, but it's probably not going to be exactly the mm -hmm. same, even if we come back to doing it every week. Mm -hmm. um, that's, a good, that's the good point. Is, uh, or that's the point I keep wanting to emphasize is 
Not going back doesn't mean there's a, a lack of value for what it means to gather corporately. Yeah. It's that right. we don't want to get back back to gathering corporately so quickly that we lose sight of some of the more important things or some of not more important, some of the many important mm -hmm. things that need to be a part of who we mm -hmm. are as a church. Yeah. You know how that goes. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just so easy to, to, to retreat back to what mm -hmm. you've always known and to add something to what you do in life, whatever it is, and, and keep it as a priority. It just takes a long time mm -hmm. to get it in and keep yeah. it in your toolbox. And so we just want to make sure we don't lose some of the good things that God's done through this time yeah. by shuffling back too quickly to what is easier or more common or what we're more used to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we're not doing that. Right. We're going to gather. Right. We're probably going to get, we're going to gather on Sunday morning. I wasn't going to say, probably, it, it's probably unreasonable to think in my lifetime that I won't be gathering on Sunday morning for church. We will, mm -hmm. we will, but we don't want that to be so much of a priority that we do a disservice by the whole congregation and not lead them down a more robust gospel oriented understanding and definition of what church is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, um, first, I need to call out Corrine. Already? Um, Already. She just oh, goes yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not. Don't, don't, let, don't let the. the, the Chris is uh, doing like, he's doing like three or four of these conversations a week. He's super casual and cocky at this point about these things. Cocky is probably true, so let me leave with forgiveness. Okay. Why don't you start over? So, so don't let Kareen fool you into thinking okay. that, that uh, she doesn't have a mind filled with things that you need to listen to <laughs> and, and dwell upon and feel compelled by. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. You, you are so polite in yeah. how you approach things, <laughs> yes. which, is, which is wonderful. Don't You're get me wrong. So, what he's saying is you are so polite outwardly. <laughs> And so impolite, what we really want is... Here's what I've learned. And I, and, and granted, I'm still learning who you are, but here's something I learned really quickly. Things I didn't even realize I had to, to seriously consider. Yeah. I've realized that by listening to you. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, that is important. Yeah. I need to pray about that. Yeah. I feel convicted by that. Yeah. So I just want to call that out yeah, in case that's anybody's... Good. That's good. You know, Yep. No illusions here. Yeah. No smoke and mirrors. All right. Thanks, Carl. Um, anyway. Anyway. Right. Uh, so uh, I am very opinionated about this, and so I. Um, so in a way, I feel as though I should ask for um, a permission slash offer a, a really heartfelt apology if if anything in the way that I express my feelings and thoughts, which are still in development. Uh, are offensive to anybody, but um, the 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 things that you shared in the video are are very important things to consider, and and maybe not so much the the surface of what you are you are proposing or what you're expressing, but what what are our, what's our heart and our motivations behind these things, and uh, and everybody is unpacking this still in 2020. Uh, among a number of different lessons, there were two things that were revealed that were personally uh, impactful to me. One, there was a pretty broad um, paralysis amongst uh, the church, if I could just use a broad term like that. Not true for everybody. That we certainly have friends in the city and partners that felt mobilized and they multiplied and they grew. Uh, but we experienced a fair bit of paralysis in that. And, and as a result of that, there was, there was an explosion of missional opportunities, many of which we did engage. But, but I also know for many of us, we felt this, this sudden unraveling of, of anything that made sense to us, anything that was stable, predictable, comfortable. And uh, our immediate and very natural reaction to that is this is not good. Right. Absolutely. And it's, I totally get it because yeah. I had to wrestle with those things mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. But we are still asking that question based upon those feelings. The immediate reaction is, because it doesn't make sense, it must not be good. Or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Or uncomfortable, so it must not be good. Mm -hmm. It must not be for my good, mm -hmm. for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. it, it certainly can't be that. Mm -hmm. and, and to call out prayer, um, 
That, I mean, that is the question. Can you look in the mirror and say, am I listening to God? Mm-hmm. Am I really sitting and listening to God? Or do and, I, and we do the same thing. It's not just, do I have a good idea? It's not just, do, I'm, am I getting what I want? It's none of that. We, we're all sitting in this space going, okay, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And so prayer, mm-hmm. apart from even just the words you're saying, is a posture. It's like, God, you're, the, you're in the center of this thing. Jesus, you're the king. I'm not. I have to follow you or it's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do we lead with trust, which is an expression of love? And, and we're told in the gospel that perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. Too often I feel, and I'm guilty of this for sure, I'm leading with some form of fear or anxiety, mm-hmm. and I'm not leading with trust. I'm not leading with trust in my relationship with the Lord. I'm not leading in trust in my relationship with you as a lead pastor or the community of pastors here and leaders here or the, the community at large as we move. And, and it has this ripple effect. Um, and there's something about this paralysis that is revealed that we have forgotten that our purpose is to be on mission. That is our core mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not, like you said, it's not to say that the rest of it isn't of value. Well, you can't be on mission well if you're not healthy and together mm-hmm. as a people, which is what the, uh, the, the almost sort of the, the foundation for mission is who you are in Christ, not, even a, not necessarily as a person, but as a community. Yeah. So it is both and. And so person would probably say, yes, I want to be on mission, but don't, shouldn't we still care for one another? Yes, absolutely. For the purpose of going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem is it's much easier, much easier mm-hmm. to care for one another and stay united inside, together like that. Mm-hmm. It's, we just have to at least notice and acknowledge that it's much easier not to move. Yeah. I mean, this is something I so respect about your willingness and your leadership is that you are calling us as a community to engage this space that it's not an issue of whether it's good or bad or wrong or right. It's this, this really complicated challenge of, is this good thing not the best thing mm. in light of mm. our mission and purpose mm-hmm. as God's people? Mm-hmm. That's really hard to discern, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's tough. So if people are really struggling with that, yeah. Yeah. You're, of course, yeah. we all are. Yeah, this is hard. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. I just, I, I'm really intrigued by the idea of embracing the fear, embracing the uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. and being able to um, put my trust in God and where he wants us to go, but recognizing that it's gonna feel uncomfortable because it's different. Yeah. And connected to that, taking advantage of the um, what we've had to accomplish and what we've had to, the, the the season we've had to be in for mm-hmm. the last year, it's we're, I feel like we're almost at an intersection. We've got we we've gone this far, mm-hmm. and if we don't continue on mm-hmm. down that road, it's it's going to feel like we've lost miles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. miles mm-hmm. and miles mm-hmm. on that road. Mm-hmm. So I just. I don't know. In my life, I felt like when when I was the most afraid of something, if I was able to say, "Okay, I I, I know God is telling me to go to this direction mm-hmm. and do it anyway," has been when I have um, felt closest to Him and mm-hmm. and also been able to be closest to the people that I'm mm-hmm. working with right. or mm-hmm. working for. Yeah, yeah. In the trenches, in the mm-hmm. foxholes, mm-hmm. is no one wants to be there. Right. But it's where you feel the most value and the connected to other people, for sure. I don't know if you remember this, but to your point of we've got to keep going down this path, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't uh, um, abort it, the, the mission too soon. Um, in June, when we realized we weren't going to be able to have the kind of gatherings, even in the summer outside that we thought we were going to have, we said at that time, we are not aiming for the end of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're aiming for September of 2021 for that very reason. Mm-hmm. We knew it would take at least six to eight, nine months to get some like real understanding and change going. So mm-hmm. it might be helpful for people to understand this is not a change. It's like we have been aiming on a slow mm-hmm. and gradual and learning return to whatever God has for us post pandemic mm-hmm. on for another three, four months. So this isn't, mm-hmm. this is. We've really been trying to follow God through the whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing, the whole mm-hmm. lot of it.
um, I've, I've really put a lot of, like, uh, it's given me some confidence that we even arrived at that situation in June yeah. to be able to aim that far. I don't even know why we did that, you know, but it was like, it's, it's turned out to be like super helpful for me because it's not so pandemic centric. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's still like, okay, God, we're in this thing for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe one of the most uncomfortable things I've heard expressed is um, when, when we are basically expressing some, something along the lines of, really, we don't know. We're trying to follow God. We're trying to be responsive. And the person asking really wants me or you to have an answer that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like you're adding an additional layer of, of, of challenge to something that's already challenging. And, yeah, because um, there's no clarity. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's that's why I'm I trying to give a it. shortcut. You know? That's why I'm it's trying to so give hard. it. Like the, the clarity, the best clarity that we have is we're looking, we're looking for space, bricks and mortar, no rental space like we've done in the past. That ship has sailed as well. There's something we're not going back to. If you want to know what we're not going back to, <laughs> it's mobile church rental space, carrying equipment on our backs every week. We're not doing that. We're going to find a permanent space so that we can set up a room just like this that's usable whenever we need it, however we need it. That's some clarity. We're looking for that. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet on Sunday mornings at increasing frequencies. Mm-hmm. If, if I had to bet money on it, it would eventually be weekly in some form or fashion. So that, that's where we're heading back to. There's the clarity. Exactly where, exactly how, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we also, in the meantime, cannot... De- we still have to be concerned about the values associated with gathering mm-hmm. and caring for people. Like we got some feedback from a, a number of people that are looking forward to church again, for lack of a better way to put it, because they're at the end of the rope. They're at the end of their, they're hanging on by a very thin thread. Okay, the two things can be true at once. We, we might not have exactly what that person's looking for, but I do care about that person and are there ways to care for that person and create some community. And so it's not like, well, if, if, if you're not getting the value of community, tough for you. That's not the answer. No, there are ways to, to build community around particular needs mm-hmm. and to provide it for one another, even though we haven't landed on this mm-hmm. thing yet. And, and we care about that. So you got to raise your hand and say, it's part of the reason we're even going to start this conversation in a couple of weeks about um, mental health. Mm-hmm. Like everybody is at least in a fog. Mm-hmm. And in the worst case, really some seriously diagnosable mental health mm-hmm. um, and the losses that we've suffered mm-hmm. and the inability to, to congregate in different mm-hmm. ways is, is clearly part of that. So we understand this is, these are important things. Mm-hmm. These are important things. We're not minimizing it by saying there's only a little bit of clarity. All very important stuff. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Can we shift, do you think? Um, we talked about Jesus coming to dinner. And then a number of things worked out of that. And I started with this kind of lighthearted, what would be the kind of things that would be concerning to you, the petty things that would be concerning to you if Jesus was coming over? And I wanted to re-ask that question of you guys. <laughs> my favorite one is my simple question of, so where are you from originally? I personally yeah. got, a, I got a, out of the idea of asking Jesus where he's from originally, because I want to hear that answer. <laughs> what would you be worried about if Jesus was coming over to dinner? Getting that answer wrong. Getting that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I would. I start with like, okay, are there? Is it okay if Jesus doesn't see all the rooms in my house? And then you have to give him a complete tour. That's or? right. <laughs> that's right. We Here's the a, secret. He's in. He's I know. Seen everything. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what if we didn't get that one remodeled yet? Or, yeah, you know, no, it's not done yet. <laughs> and then I, uh, I start to think. Okay, is it okay to ask him, oh, like, other people asked him to heal, like, when they had him over, like, is that okay? Yeah. Because that could work out pretty great. Is that selfish? And, or? Then, it's, and then I realized that that might be selfish. Yeah. Or might not be, but either way, I think up until that point, nobody else has been invited. <laughs> In <our head. laughs> so it's definitely it's selfish. It's definitely, definitely selfish. selfish. Uh, and then I think, okay, well, who of my... Who do I invite? And I have to work through, like, 
Do I invite people from Vista? Do mm-hmm. I invite my friends outside of Vista? Do I invite my neighbors who don't know him that live across the street? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, well, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I, I loved, um, I think he would be interested in my woodworking tools. I, I so appreciated that, yeah. uh, that yeah. question. Here's what I would, I would ask Aaron to ask him to heal the things that you need. And it's not seem so selfish. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's like, hey, could you help with my husband? She might even have other things that she wants to do. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't even have I would feel a little bit bad if you looked at our backyard because it is trash. It's in bad shape. It's in bad shape. And I'd be like, I didn't take care of the garden. Sorry, dude. If he's, if he's so moved, he could whisper. He could. It, he could. And make it exactly <laughs> what it's supposed to be. What would you, what would you be worried about? Anything? Um, Mr. Tough Guy? <laughs> I, uh, this is going to sound like such a good Christian just answer. Say, just say. No, I, I'm not worried at all. Oh, I, it's the thought of it, like, good for, 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 for him to be there and I can ask all the questions yeah, I have. That's right. And listen to, to tell the stories that we didn't, aren't in Scripture. All that's, that. That's right. Chris's, I'm, Chris's I'm stoked. name is Mary. That's the right. How long can you stay? Can you stay longer? That's the right answer. You know, stuff like that. Way to go. <laughs> Karine, anything in the spirit of my question? I, 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 <laughs> I live in Martha's world. Okay. I am Martha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm, I would think about, is my house clean enough? Yeah. What am I going to do with my dog? Mm-hmm. I'm worried about my dog. And then I want to know about the women in, uh-huh. around Jesus. Yes. I want to I know what he really thought and, and uh, his impressions yes. uh, and without... Uh, men's perspective on yeah. and the written yeah. perspective yeah. of man. Yeah. 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 Um, so those would be the things I'd yeah. be curious about. I can about. totally understand that. Mm. So I didn't think about this until I was talking to my family afterwards. Um, when you imagine opening the door and Jesus is there, what is he wearing in your mind's eye? Sandals. He's in. Is he in his garb from the first century? Yeah, yeah that's what I wondered. Or is he in today? Is he dressed like a person from today? Because you know he wouldn't be wearing first century. Oh, he's coming to dinner. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He's he's here now. We're not back there then. You, so you see him. If you think about it, he'd be dressed just like any normal person his age around now. Mm. Think about that. Like I don't know. I I, I got to admit. I want to go like, back there. He's yeah. dressed like yeah. some yeah. picture I saw in a yeah. children's yes. that Bible my, thing. That was my vision or yeah. my thought. When yeah. you were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would feel bad that he'd probably be on the porch longer than he should be. <laughs> Waiting <laughs> around. Is this working? <laughs> That's a weird, what if it was now? What would he be wearing? That's yeah. a weird question. Yeah. Hmm. He wouldn't he's be still, wearing a suit. He's still I would wearing love to Birkenstocks. See it, I, I think be it jeans. would be cool. I think he'd be cool. Yeah. I really do. That'd be jeans. I think people would be Well-worn like, jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he wouldn't spend not, a lot of money not on it. I know that. No. <laughs> He'd be shopping with me at Plato's Closet for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not wearing Burks though. No. Maybe so? Tivas. We can. <laughs> no. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Not Burks. He'd probably dress a lot like Adam. Now that I think about oh, it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this question anymore. Adam, <laughs> Adam since the, he's not here to defend Adam, himself. I'm pretty sure he's got pants. Nobody knows who Adam. Never mind. Yep. Uh, you do know who Adam is. But um, all right. Um, the invitation list. This is where we spent some time. Like, who do you, to your point, who are we supposed to invite? Uh, react to this statement. All the interactions that Jesus had with everyday people, um, they were all, n- nobody was in the normal part of the curve. Like, he met with the dregs of society. He met with people. It was shocking that he met with them. Um, that's who he hung out with. When you think about that, what do you think? What, what do you think about those kinds of meetings? Like, and even like, which ones stand out to you? Who 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 did he meet with, and you think, whoa, that's that's crazy, or that that one resonates with me, mm-hmm. or because he did, like, he was constantly shocking people with who he talked to, who he touched, who he healed, who he yeah, and he moved seamlessly from interacting with people that. Uh, religious leaders would have deemed unclean, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he moved seamlessly from meeting with them to meeting with religious leaders. Yeah, royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may be, as we've been talking about it over the last week or so. Um, that may be one that actually sticks out to me more. That he's meeting with Pharisees. 
and he's he's going over to their houses at their invitation, and he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. He knows he's getting tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knows he's getting questioned. Yeah. He knows that they don't believe he is who he says he right. is. And still he's willing to go. Yeah, totally. And, and entertain the doubt and the testing. And simultaneously be like, oh yeah, and that guy needs healed, so we're just going to do that. We're just going to And it happens out. to be on the Sabbath, just to like mess with your head. <laughs> because he's the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the, he's, he is showing everyone all the time who he is uh, in his interactions. Don't you think that's because he he knows who he is and he yeah. knows his truth? And yeah. so it's when when you when you know that about yourself, mm-hmm. you can move more seamlessly from yeah. one situation to another. And mm-hmm. regardless of who you're around or who you're spending time with, you you know that you your truth. And yeah. um that just that's it's so instructional to me and fascinating and just uh really convicting uh, that's the example he set for us mm-hmm. being able to go from one group of people to another comfortably yeah. because yeah. he was mm-hmm. aware of who he is and what he you know who who he was yeah and he didn't forget to describe as arrogant Right. Which seems like that would naturally follow. Like if you have that kind of, Matthew reports it this way. When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority Mm -hmm. and not as their teachers of the law. Mm-hmm. So you've got this, you've got this, he didn't have this like better than Mm -hmm. me type of thing, Mm -hmm. but the way he taught Mm -hmm. to me is the same thing way that he travels between the different mm-hmm. things. It's like you mm-hmm. said, there's a gravitas mm-hmm. there that is the gravitas of gravitas. Right. Mm-hmm. He is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so he would, he's, he's unfettered by people's expectations, mm-hmm. uh, insecurities. Yeah. He has no insecurity about his reputation either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't care mm-hmm. in one sense what happens to it. It's just this, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I am. I am. The way he would put it. <laughs> is the way he would put it. Full stop. But it wasn't arrogant. It wasn't no. arrogant. Like no. someone who that I would I would like to hear ten people that heard him from that crowd make that statement right there. Like Matthew yeah. said, because he taught as one with authority. I'd like to ask the Justin that was there and the Chris and the Kareen that were there, what did he teach like? I would mm-hmm. love to hear that mm-hmm. it would be like, well, he was just you just knew he. Mm-hmm. You just knew he was right. Mm-hmm. You just knew he was true. You just. You just knew you had to believe it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, it was this mm-hmm. gravitas, no matter who, because mm-hmm. he couldn't. He wasn't catering to expectations or comparison, mm-hmm. yeah. any of that. That's right. a that's a great question. Let's let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and revisit that question because it's awesome. Sounds good. All right, we were talking about uh, the gravitas of Jesus, and you guys were talking about some examples, and um, I didn't get to share mine. Yes, go ahead. (laughs) So you you, you threw me a bone here. But um, uh, something you said actually uh, uh, really, really made a lot of sense to me is it's this idea of the confidence of his identity. And uh, I think whenever you meet somebody who has that confidence, you know, certainly you wouldn't compare to like the the confidence of identity that Jesus uh, mm-hmm. has, but but you can feel that, and mm-hmm. there is a certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're going to agree with it, right. but there is a certain air about that. It's tough to put your finger on, but uh, as um, <clears throat> you were sharing your 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 different examples, what really came to mind was the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was I remember the same thing. That's boom! Soon. It's the so Holy Spirit. There you go. I yes. I even no matter how many times I I, I look at and think about that. Mm. That interaction, I mean, I can't, it's this weird duality of, in a way, Jesus, it's like he almost like crushed her, but yeah. she wasn't crushed. She was mm. built up and yeah. liberated and freed mm. and, and left that exchange in joy. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, if, if, if somebody called out those things, yeah. like, I don't think I'd like that. And yet mm. somehow she was freed by it. It's, it's mm-hmm. truth with love. Mm-hmm. It's the call of Jesus. It's like the truth is crushing. And we yeah. use it like a hammer, 
But to do the, but to give the, someone mm-hmm. the truth, mm-hmm. I think it, that goes right into where, where, what I, some of the things that are on my mind that we're going to talk about in a minute is how do we actually live in this world in a truthful mm-hmm. way when there's so much falsehood, mm-hmm. even irrationality going around, even, in a, even opposition to truth when it doesn't match my truth. Mm-hmm. And then we start to think that the truth is just going to be like some weird thing. Like truth is going to hurt. It's going to mm. be wrong or bad mm. somehow. Like to believe in just truth again, not even right. just like biblical truth, just right. like truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the thing that uh, that liberated liberated her. Right. Mm-hmm. She went from going to the well at a time of day where she wouldn't see anybody to running back to the town and telling everyone that this guy told me everything, everything I ever did. And that was a good thing. And that was a good yeah. thing. Yes. Right. That's, cr- that's crazy. What she, what she didn't say that I, that I can recall <laughs> is he told me everything about me and that's what comes next. The and is what is maybe even more powerful. I was, to your point, filled. I yeah. was embraced. I was not condemned. Yeah. I was freed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm her preposterous. I'm running. I'm, yeah. mm-hmm. There's joy. Have you have you seen the rendition of that of that scenario in the Chosen? It's really good. It is powerful. Really good. Powerful. You seen it? No, because I'm not quite a Christian yet. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you don't yeah, use it's, a it's almost like the. Uh, <laughs> this is way off. The, you said it. You guys know the Left Behind series? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. super popular in the '80s, maybe. Uh-huh. We had this wonderful Christian man who wrote one of, the, one of the best books I've ever read, was visiting to teach at our church, and we had him over for dinner. And he had this one-liner, because that series came up. Okay. And we said, have you read it? And he's like, no, I just want to prove that I can get to heaven <laughs> having not read that series. It's kind of like, I just, I just want to prove that you, know, you can still be a That's good right. Christian if you've not seen it's The Chosen. chosen. <laughs> right. But that scene is phenomenally done, mm-hmm. phenomenally well done. I would do it in secret, if even if you need to, yeah. okay. and hold your reputation of having never watched okay. the show. Right. I won't let you know. If yeah. I do. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so Jesus, we started with. So Jesus interacts with all sorts of different people. Mm-hmm. He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. No matter who he's with, he's mm-hmm. the same. And but the point being, like he really does his best friends, the people that he connected with the most, mm-hmm. even his own disciples. We're a pretty eclectic group of people. Yet we look at our own lives, and we don't, we don't get, we don't get there. Not not without mm-hmm. some serious intention. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask this question first: Why should we have a more diverse set of friends? Why why should there be more diversity in our friends? Should there is that the right word? What 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 is what is the purpose for it? Why does God call us to greater diversity? Friends, acquaintances, the whole thing. Can we answer that some a little bit? Why? Why do we need it? Every time you have an interaction with someone else, you learn something about them, but you can also learn something about yourself, too. And so I think that um, it's, it's integral to personal development, spiritual development, to try to make an effort to find people who are different from you. And it, whether it's, it doesn't have to be race, it doesn't have to be gender, it, just ideology or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, socioeconomic status, um, because what we don't know, we fear. And mm. when we do learn, when, when we're around someone who's different from us, what we find out is we are different, but we also find out we're a lot alike in mm-hmm. many different ways. And so I think, I, I think we've got to, it has to be intentional. I heard you say that mm-hmm. word. It's not, because it is scary. Yeah. We don't want to do it. It's not natural for most people. Yeah. I, even more scary today. Mm-hmm. Every conversation you start today, you think, you're, you're kind of going like, okay, can I, t-? I just want to summarize what you said, that that was instructive for me. When you said, you want to have a diverse group of friends because every time you talk to somebody, you can learn something. Mm-hmm. about them and you can learn something about yourself mm-hmm. and here's where that went through my head and if all my friends are the same right i'm not learning very much no. because i right. already know them or right. they're like me so mm-hmm. to your point it's like okay it's mm-hmm. not jesse if so if you so if you want to learn more mm-hmm. about yourself even it's self motivated i don't mean it but you got to be different yep 
You're going to learn different things. That's good. I love it. Yeah, and as the definition of a disciple is a learner, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so mm. you put it in the, that kind of context, and you go, okay, if, if the, the books that I'm reading or the people that I'm listening to uh, give sermons or the people I'm going to for advice are all the same, well, then you're going to... You're gonna get what you designed for, right? Yeah, that's the Chris likes to say that. <laughs> you always get what you to be you designed for. Um, you're gonna only hear the same things, and you're not gonna grow all that much. You're not gonna learn anything new mm -hmm. or different mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. be challenged. Uh, you're gonna stay in the same place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I this is one of those things where I feel like um, these thoughts are are for the Christian, and the, the reason I, I want to put it that way is not to say that. The non-Christian can't find value in the space, but but as a Christian, we should intentionally seek diversity, mm -hmm. because when you meet someone who appears to be different from you, and you understand that they're made in the image of God just like you are, mm -hmm. God knows them and loves them and has made the, mm -hmm. the gospel available to them, made His Son available to them, just like He has you. You there's an opportunity to better know the heart and mind of God mm -hmm. through that relational interaction. If you keep yourself contained in a, in a really homogenous environment, it's not that there aren't things you can't learn, but there is going to be a natural limit to it. And, and I would, I'm never going to say that there isn't a value to having some of those easy relationships. You know, like I have a, a group of guys that I like to go out in the woods with, and that's easy and life-giving. But there's so much about God I've learned through the interactions of people who aren't wired like me. Mm -hmm. And to your point, it's such a good point. See what I'm talking about? You yeah. say stuff I'm like, that's She started the whole thing. And yeah. you're extrapolating what she said. She said you can, you, every time you talk to somebody, you learn something about them, you learn something about yourself. Your dimension is, and when you're talking to a Christian, and furthermore, you're not just learning about a person, you're actually you're learning, learning about, about God. God. Yeah. yeah, because God made them too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I, I like how you called out, because so often we default to, it must be a race thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like a, Different means they have to have a different complexion of skin. Mm -mm. No, I, I already know enough about my neighbors just in my cul-de-sac. <laughs> different from me, different from mm -hmm. me, different from me. And I want to hear mm -hmm. what's in their minds and hearts. Mm -hmm. um, because it's going to help me enrich my experience in the kingdom, the gospel, mm -hmm. better understand God's love for his creation and his mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to miss that opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me some other reasons why it's good to have a diverse set of friends. We're, we got this one nailed. Learning from, learning from one another. What else? There is. Uh, that may, it might be good for people to just write that. There you go. What, 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 uh, and then below the, the YouTube or whatever. What are the good? What are the good? Yeah. What are the reasons? Engage we these questions yourself, group of friends. Put that mm -hmm. in the chat. We'd love to hear that. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, there's. Uh, what's that proverb about? Uh, going to a lot of different people before you go off to war. Um, you, is that the one about a council of wisdom? Yeah. That's know. exactly right. I, you know, I don't know exactly the See, numbers. See, I was just trying to bring yeah. everybody else into I've never, a never different perspective. The, the, the addresses of the verses, yeah. but I know the verses. That's all right. The, the wisdom is the important part of yeah, that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so when you mentioned we, we sometimes go towards a certain kind of different, you think of age. Mm. That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think another reason why it's good to have a diverse group of friends is when we don't, we can very quickly become the center of our own world. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. we, that's why I like getting on a plane every once in a while. Because you look down and you're like, wow, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> there are a lot more people here. <laughs> it's not all about me. Mm -hmm. It's just a helpful reminder. And I think a diverse group of friends uh, forces you to recognize other people's not just their existence, but their, um, their existence in the world, how they interact with the mm -hmm. world, their perspective mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. life and culture and yeah. all the things that you're dealing with as well. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. they may even be harder to reconcile, but yeah. mm. it just takes you from being the center of yeah. all your attention. I don't think we can do what we're supposed to do. I don't think we can accomplish the mission. I agree. Is another reason I think you have to do it. I don't I think we can get done what God wants us to get done if we're homogenous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have ideas of how to serve people in Kenya, for example, but they probably have ideas about how to do it too. So mm -hmm. if you, like, we, we've And they have changed the way we do. Yeah. They yeah. have changed the way we do church. 
Yeah, and missions, Mission. and uh, yeah. and all of it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're in complete agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I am. We have we have been there as a church uh, and thinking about missions tri- trips, especially short term ones, where we come in and do something because we thought it was a good idea instead of partnering with the people that we're actually serving. Mm-hmm. And going, okay, what do you think about the, yeah. us being here in yeah. the first place? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's good. Just. You said something that really jogged my thinking. Um, I don't. I can't uh, cite the Bible verse, but Jesus says it's easy to love your neighbor. It's not so, or somebody you love. It's not mm-hmm. easy to love somebody you don't love. Mm-hmm. And if you're only surrounded by people that are like you and that you love, you have no, you have no idea how to love somebody mm. who is your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think surrounding yourself with people that are different from you gives you perspective that they may, someone you don't know or that you're angry with is different, but they have qualities that are still loving and still um, God-given. And I don't know, it just goes back to the perspective idea, which yeah. is what you were thinking about with yeah. getting on the airplane. Yeah, yeah. So well, I would put that in the, I'm just trying to summarize some of the things you guys are saying. You started with, we need a diverse group of friends because it helps us learn. You accentuate that, it helps us learn about God helps us learn about the world in some ways and the way we do things. Mm-hmm. And, and you're adding on, it actually helps us learn how to love. Mm-hmm. It actually teaches us how mm-hmm. to love. Mm-hmm. We have a hard time loving different. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just not easy. It's just not easy. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the, the thing about the gospel, at least for me, is um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy to love me. Uh, when I look at what Jesus did uh, for me, when I when I come to the realization of how, how God has been pursuing me through my life, and all the decisions I made, that they must have broken His heart along the way, and yet He still chose to call to me, pursue me, and and sacrifice for me. It is it is a model of love and service. That uh, in one hand, it's it's unattainable. You can't actually do that, but it's a calling nonetheless. That's mm-hmm. that's the nature of the gospel, mm-hmm. and and it, it frames up what it means to carry that cross or to live a sacrificial life. It is about service. It is about love, and not for your own sake, but for the sake for the uh, of the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And one of the most liberating things it kind of ties back to something we were saying earlier is um, we we've said at times that you know repentance gets a bad rap. Um, so much of the lack of engagement relationally in this world is driven and, and confined by just issues of shame and fear. And in the gospel, you know, it's like the woman at the well, her shame was exposed and yet it was a loving and truthful and liberating moment. And that's the nature, that's, that's the contrary to this world nature of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the contrary to the relationships of this world relationship we have in Jesus. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hide anymore. You don't have to try and cover yourself. You can be completely exposed and transparent before the Lord and know that He sees you, knows you. He's been with you. He's been pursuing you. He's going to continue to call to you because He loves you. You know, you're a son and daughter because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The, the more you begin to dive into that space, you're confronted with the, 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 the limits of your own humanity, the limits of your own shame, which we continue to carry with us. Right. But God continues to just say, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Still yeah. here. Nope. Yeah. That's fine. Still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And the world, the world needs it so desperately. And they yeah. don't even know it half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're saying, you're, you're adding to, the, to why should we have a diverse group of friends? Um, similar to you get an opportunity to love them. What you're saying, it, it's, it's huge. It just, you can't. You can't be who God wants you to be mm-hmm. without engaging other people. People, you can't. Yeah. You can't get there, and it gives you an opportunity to to, to love. Like God loved you. That, that's this starts to go into the next question of why don't we do it? Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a diverse group of friends? That's almost more to that question because it requires of me to give something up. It mm-hmm. requires of me to lose something. Loving someone else means to forgive. Mm-hmm. To get close, mm-hmm. if you get close to someone who's different than you, they're going to hurt you. 
even if not unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Just because their customs are different, mm-hmm. their vocabulary is different to get forgive closer. Them. So now you got, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to start to mm-hmm. forgive. But before we transition, I want to go back to something you said. You said you have a bunch of guys that go out in the woods. Yeah. That's all you said. What does that mean? <laughs> Backpacking, camping, hiking, okay. you know. Yeah, that does sound weird. Take yeah, it yeah. out of context. I just thought I'd give you an opportunity to close that loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we go out in the woods, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, backpacking camp, all, all above board stuff. Yeah, rough it. REI, your REI. REI. Absolutely. Don't need it. Thousands of dollars of investment. But buy it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what, are the, what are the things that keep people, we, we've started on this path. This will be our last, we've got 10, about 10 more minutes left, 12 minutes. What are the things that keep us that stop us, that hinder us, the obstacles to having a, a, a robust, diverse group of people that we're in conversation with. Um, I, I should clarify, it's not just close friends even. It doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. even just acquaintances, people mm-hmm. you're corresponding with every mm-hmm. now and then. Mm-hmm. I would say most of my diversity Friends are in that next circle out, mm-hmm. but I have them. I engage with them periodically at least. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, you got to have a ton of people. That, mm-hmm. It's just not even rational. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my first answer is, what are we really aiming at here? Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> one or two mm-hmm. friends that are really different? That's a pretty big step for most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better than nothing. In the workplace, it happens mm-hmm. actually quite a bit, but maybe mm-hmm. not in right. regular lives. Mm-hmm. But, but even to just give yourself a little grace and, and just at least engage some acquaintances, you can get something out of yeah. that. Just, I almost want to say part of the reason is we set the bar too high. Right. Well, then yeah. I got to have this huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessary. Yeah, your best friends don't need to be. Yeah. Totally opposite ends of the spectrum on your political views or whatever. Yeah. yeah right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the reasons we don't, uh, and this is, a, this is, I'm going to drop a big word. <laughs> oh. Thanks for warning us. The first one out of the gate is our ignorance. Uh, we don't. That was anticlimactic. I, know, yeah. I, was, I wasn't <laughs> expecting so much better than that. Um, Ignoramus. Karina and I are like, get rid of it. I feel like, well, I feel like the, the weight. That, that's what tells us what he thinks of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hey, everybody. That's comes right. Hey, big words. Talk about our relationship. Spell it for you. <laughs> I can't spell it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I feel like the weight of. That word, especially in such a, um, in the culture that we live in, which is such a uh, powder keg at times, to be told that we have places in our lives that we are just ignorant of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, has a lot more weight to it than we want to actually acknowledge or, or realize. So, um, <clears throat> so are you saying the obstacle to the, to the, to, a, to a, a diverse friendship or whatever, is this sort of context that you're an idiot. I'm an idiot no. on my way in. It's like, you don't, you're going to screw this up. Is that what you're saying? Like, you don't know. And that, that's no, supposed to be no, that. No, but that's... I feel like I'm a little ignorant on what you're saying. So yeah. maybe I'm going to... I, I was meaning more to uh, some of the spaces that we uh, live in in the world, the, the move, move through in the world. So, for example... Uh, my neighborhood is largely white. Okay. Uh, the reason it is largely white is for reasons that I didn't know about up until a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. And so my, the, all my neighbors right around me are white. So my, uh, those people you know, in that sphere of influence are all pretty much the same. And so I think those kinds of uh, things where we... we if we don't already have people in our lives that are different from us to tell us, oh, you are ignorant about this other space I in the world. You. I got you. Uh, we typically just stay in mm-hmm. our ignorant spaces. Yep, I'm with you. That's good. That's you might be an natural. idiot as well. But it's a very yeah. natural thing to do. <laughs> I, I am, I know that. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's probably worth calling out that that's a natural thing to do. Yeah. Until you stop and yeah, absolutely. think, the, the opportunity to change that just kind of naturally flows on by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the, we more? Nope. What more, more obstacles to a diverse group of friends? What are the obstacles? Um, at, at, at this point in, in uh, my, my ongoing journey, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, 
at some point in, in the midst of re-receiving the gospel, I'll, I'll always use language like that, um, I, I started to realize and, and get more comfortable with looking squarely at my own brokenness, my own sin, which, which brings about a deeper level, a deeper freedom in the gospel. And, and this is an interesting thing I noticed in the midst of my relationships. Somehow, your, your ears begin to open up a little bit, and you can hear the brokenness. You can hear the, the needs of others. Uh, you, you better see the hard spots of having relationship there. But instead of, um, you know, I used to always, it, it always used to be like a trigger to power up, or I had to prove something, or I mm-hmm. had to be right. Mm-hmm. You start to realize we're not that different. We have, mm-hmm. we have the same needs for mm-hmm. the, the same Savior. Mm-hmm. We need the same grace. We need the same forgiveness. And it has this way of allowing you to listen more and, and feel less of a need to try and combat a thing. Um, but it's, it, it, at the same time, it's one of the hardest things that can get in the way because um, maybe there's more dialogue I can engage in a, uh, in a healthy way, but there's still these areas in life that mm-hmm. if somebody gets into that space, it triggers my brokenness, mm-hmm. my sin, and, and I could very well miss that opportunity mm-hmm. to repent. That's huge. Um, to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, because I'm, I still need Jesus. Yeah. I still need Jesus all the yeah. time. Yeah. So that's, it's joyful and liberating, and yet I'm reminded of it's, it's hard to be. I mean, I break God's heart sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes more sacrifice to mm-hmm. love and have people in your life that are different than you. Um, they have, they have their own needs. They have their own. This, I think that's one of the hardest things. Yeah. Jesus demonstrated it in spades. Love requires loss. Mm-hmm. And to your point, the reason we move toward people is to get something. Mm-hmm. Normally, even you can even twist the idea of, of learning. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to know someone just to learn something. It's like mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. that's not the spirit of what you're saying, right, right. right? But that's what we do. It's like if we're and so if we, if we don't have even humility, I think you even actually kind of tilted that direction too. It's like you have to have a great deal of humility going in because you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. You're going to mess that friendship up. Mm-hmm. Pride keeps you from going in there. Mm-hmm. If you don't have there, humility, um, our, our neediness is what's driving us in there or, or trying to cover up our neediness. And so now mm-hmm. you've got sort of a false... I think the big picture there for me, what you're saying is it's, we, don't, we don't move toward other people because it's going to hurt or expose us um, again. So now that goes right back to your one of your favorite topics. Is where is your identity going in there? Yeah. Go back to why Jesus could hang in every mm-hmm. crowd. He wasn't going in there needy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going in there trying to prove right. something. He wasn't going in there trying to protect himself. He was just going in there to love somebody. Yeah. No matter what happened. Did you have? That? I just was thinking about opportunity. The 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 um, very practical part of me. Um, you know, everybody's just so busy with their own little lives mm. that they um, they don't create opportunity mm. or and then as a result there's no awareness so get up go to work take care of your family come home put you know put your kids to bed mm-hmm. find five minutes for yourself rinse and repeat yeah <laughs> and um, it just really has to be very purposeful and it has to be um, intentional mm-hmm. to be aware of opportunities in your life. So I guess it's awareness too. It just um, who who am I spending time with? Is there anybody who's any different than me in any kind of way? Mm-hmm. And if there isn't, then what do I need to do about it mm-hmm. to change that? Mm-hmm. So I and, I like that word awareness. It, yeah. it, it, of course you do. You like everything she says. To her. <laughs> yeah, you're a big so fan. Your yeah. point is what? Keep going. <laughs> awareness. I, it, Woods boy. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus was never under threat. Like he never felt threatened by any engagement he had with anybody. Any, any, any. Which is saying a lot considering he was actually under threat. Even as he was being physically attacked. Yeah. Look at his composure. Look at the language he uses. Mm -hmm. Look at what his prayer in the midst of persecution. He was never, his identity was never undermined. It was never unsettled. 
his, his self-awareness as a dearly beloved son of God, who is God, mm-hmm. right in the middle of his father's will, mm-hmm. never was that because his identity Because his identity, in a manner of speaking, was to give away his life. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, no, it was no so shocker to him. You can't take my life. I lay it down. You can't yeah. take my life. Yeah. You, can't, you can't break my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's broken. It's broken for you. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's the difference. It's like, it comes right and flies right in the face of every reason that we would engage mm-hmm. anybody, <laughs> particularly a diverse group. It requires too much of us. And Jesus' mm-hmm. identity was, that's why I'm here. Right. Take, take it. Mm-hmm. That's why people that have such a high confidence in the Lord are so compelling because you get these just these little glimpses of, right. of that relationship. They feel a little bit like what Jesus felt like to those crowds. It's like mm-hmm. not like this person speaks with authority. It's like, wow, that person is mm-hmm. totally okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they just got ripped, and they're like, yeah. mm-hmm. and they'll be the first to tell you it's like, not them. It's Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they you might know, even say it hurt right. like crazy. It. Right. It, might, it hurt like crazy, but it's not going to put them under. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like I, I knew it. I knew this was coming. You know, you just kind of, kind of like expect mm-hmm. it. it even, it's not a bad idea. Expect to be, expect to be hurt. Mm. Expect for that to mm. go, to be difficult. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. So um, I think where I would send it, so let me just go here uh, to finish and just get your commentary on this. I didn't think about this in advance, but it struck me that if we're going to sort of tie this all together and say what is going to be the one thing that's going to enable you, no matter what your strategy is, to, to diversify, to find some friends to lean in. Maybe, maybe you already have uh, some diversity, but mm-hmm. you're not engaging it very deeply. That might be, some, some people might just need to like actually have the confidence to try to talk about something. But I'm gonna go to where we ended the sermon actually, which was Mary. Mm-hmm. If, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna be able to engage like Jesus engaged out in the world, you get to be like Mary was in the house with Jesus, mm. which was learning to be in his presence, mm. to get the learning from him first, mm-hmm. to know him, to take on him, to be encouraged by him. I don't, I don't think there's a way to live the Christian life. Well, I can say that emphatically. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way to live the Christian life apart from knowing Jesus mm. and learning from him. So I would say, don't even try any strategy to diversify your friends. It's going to be for the wrong reasons unless you're sitting yeah. always and first at the feet of Jesus and building that relationship. First. I think that's an awesome call out. Our, our knee jerk is always to create a plan yep. and then execute on the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you, if you sit in the presence of the Lord and, and say, send me, yeah. mm-hmm. and then when you are sent, obey. Yeah. I guarantee you there will be, there will be a, a diversity that comes in the midst of that sending. Yeah. It so you don't small. have to design it. You can trust that the Lord will send you if you mm-hmm. allow yourself to be sent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to be, your mind and your heart have to be open yep. and soft to what what God is saying to you and where he's sending you. And I think that's a, that's a challenge yep. um, for, um, for everyone, um, mm-hmm. but especially those who um, you know, ha- don't have as much opportunity. So when the opportunity arises, are you going to be ready? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you, mm-hmm. Is your heart and your mind going to be ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for Jesus to come over for dinner? See what I today? Yeah. 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 yeah, I got it. Yeah, and it's like, well, make him the first guest mm-hmm. every day. You should have breakfast with Jesus every day, and maybe a few more people for lunch, <laughs> and then a bunch of people mm-hmm. you don't know for dinner. But you got to start with mm-hmm. dinner alone. Mm-hmm. That's the, probably the learning point. Is you've got to start with dinner alone with him. Yeah. Um, Drew G.I. Hart, uh, the author of this book that I read a couple years ago, um, basically is saying the same thing, that discipleship is the cure. Uh, and as he has talked about mm-hmm. how Jesus has uh, lived and moved in solidarity 
uh, with oppressed people and uh, people on the lo lower rungs of society. Um, yeah, he points us in the same direction that we have said here. And he says, the spirit of Jesus Christ is drawing all of us to see things from below, uh, meaning mm -hmm. from the other people's point of view, the uh, mm -hmm. oppressed people, marginalized people, uh, people that are different than us, people that mm -hmm. have different ideas than us, because, and he would put them in that from below category because we often feel like our ideas are the mm -hmm. best. That's why it's in quotes, because they're, they're right. not really below. They're not really from below. Yeah. Uh, but that is always where Jesus, uh, that's who he was hanging out with, mm -hmm. and that's where he is calling us to uh, mm -hmm. step into as his mm -hmm. disciples. Yeah, that's awesome. And I would say from below, Jesus, too. That's yeah. where I would go. It's like on the floor, yeah. like Mary, yep. below yeah. the teaching and the person of Jesus. Ready to wrap it up? Any, anything else? Don't want to cut out too soon. Is something hanging? Anything? Good? Good. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So great to have you. So great to have you. Um, yeah, so next week... It's not Easter, is it already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's here. <laughs> Resurrection Next day. week is Easter. This just in. <laughs> um, love to see you in person. Mm -hmm. Make sure you RSVP or online. Uh, send the link out to some friends, people that wouldn't necessarily be a part of uh, an Easter celebration. Give them a chance to do it. Um, be great. And boy, we got something to celebrate, don't we? Mm -hmm. Our Jesus isn't mm -hmm. just a historically real person. He was. He's alive, well, today, um, new, raised to new life, uh, waiting to uh, lead us, fill us with the Spirit, uh, make us his family, and put us on mission. So, love you, church. Thanks for being a part of this conversation.